Welcome to episode three of the Going Coastal podcast, podcast of the Student and New Professionals chapter of the American Shore and Beach Preservation Association. I'm one of the co-hosts of the show, John Miller. This show is a production of the American Shoreline Podcast Network. I am super excited for today's episode, which will focus on the Young Coastal Scientists and Engineers Conference Americas, which is also known as YC SECA. Unfortunately, my mic settings were not dialed in yesterday, so please bear with my audio quality. The good news is that my two guests on the show sound great. Uh, joining me today are Ryan Miras, an assistant professor at UNC Wilmington, and Jeremy Smith, a coastal engineer with the California Coastal Commission. Uh, I'm going to allow my guests to introduce themselves, and we'll start with Ryan first. So yeah, my name is Ryan Miras, and uh, I'm an assistant professor of coastal engineering at the University of North Carolina, Wilmington. Um, and I've been here as a professor for about a year and a half. And this year, I'm serving on the steering committee, um, organizing the what we call the YC SECA conference uh, 2021, which will be held in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Yeah, I'm Jeremy Smith. I am a coastal engineer at the California Coastal Commission, which is a regulatory agency in California. And I'm also the treasurer of the ASBPA Students and New Professionals chapter. And on top of that, I went to the 2019 YC SECA that was in Oregon State. Very cool. So aside from being a mouthful and very difficult to type out the letters in the appropriate order, uh, I'm glad you, 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 you corrected me at YC SECA. That makes it a lot easier for me. Um, so I guess, um, uh, Ryan, since, since you're on the, the, one of the, on the organizing committee, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, what the conference is all about? Sure. So um, I, I guess, uh, first of all, I'll just uh, state at the outset that all of the information um, for the conference itself, including some of the information I'm going to talk about right now, is on our website. Um, and so if we just get the acronym out now, it's nice and easy. It's Y-C-S-E-C-A, also pronounced Y-C-S-E-C-A.wordpress.com. Um, and so uh, just in general about the conference, sort of a, a little background or history um, I think the first sort of like young coastal scientists and engineers conference um, was was coordinated and organized about 15 years ago or so in the UK, um, and then uh, some uh, some years later it was sort of migrated over um, and and modified a bit. Um, and the first conference in the Americas was held in 2014 at the University of Delaware. Um, and I actually attended that conference and I believe the next four conferences after that um, as a student or postdoc. Um, and so that's kind of the point of the conference is to uh, like bridge together young scientists and engineers. Uh, and when we say across the Americas, I mean, we're talking North America, Central America, South America, Caribbean. Um, so it's pretty wide reaching and we've had attendees all the way from uh, uh, Chile, for example. Um, and like we, we really just try to focus the conference uh, pretty uh, narrowly on sort of physical coastal processes. Um, and uh, uh, the main goal is really just to kind of stimulate um, collegial or, or scientific discussion amongst uh, your peers at the sort of student and, and young early professional level, um, because we want to kind of provide a forum that like encourages uh, feedback amongst your peers, right, that are working on very similar projects in coastal uh, science and engineering. So um, yeah, that's, that's sort of the, the general background, I guess. Right. Yeah, that, that, that's great. And actually it's, it's funny that you mentioned the, the conference in, in Delaware. Um, I've, I've through the years sent a number of my students to, 
uh, various iterations of the conference and uh, definitely sent a few to the conference when it was at Delaware. So you were probably there with some of my uh, former students. That's kind of interesting. I remember, uh, yes, many Stevens uh, students attending the conference. Uh, absolutely. Yes. It was at Delaware, I believe, the first couple of years. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. So, uh, so Jeremy, that just kind of leads into, you know, you were also a former participant um, at one of the iterations of the, of the conference. So why don't you uh, let us know where, where, where you were and what your experiences were? Yeah. Yeah. So I was a, uh, a graduate student at Stanford University um, studying environmental engineering with a focus on sort of hydrodynamics. And I chose to, um, one summer, the summer of 2019, go up to Oregon State and work with a professor up there, Megan Wengrove, who was working with folks from University of Delaware and Texas A&M on this near-scale dune experiment in their 300-foot-long wave flume, which is really cool for those who haven't been to Oregon State. I definitely recommend checking that out. Um, and while I was there doing research that summer, at the end of the summer was the YCSEC conference for um, 2019. And it was a really cool experience. We got to like present on all of our research that summer at the conference, got to meet people from all over the country. Um, one of the most exciting things I think was at the end of the conference, we went to Oregon State's Hatfield Marine Science Center, which is um, in Newport, Oregon, um, right on the coast there. So Oregon State is kind of an hour and a half drive from the coast, for those who don't know. So we drove over to the coast of the Marine Science Center, which was like built to all of these crazy tsunami design standards. We got a tour of the building, um, get to hang out and do happy hour in the in their sort of museum scientific uh, education center. Really cool. Um, and it was great getting to see and meet and talk to all these folks doing the same stuff that I was working on, but just all over the country. And I will, it, there were some folks from Canada, so it was international that year. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's great. And I, and I have to say, you know, as a, as a, as a professor, when um, hearing about this conference, I, I think the thing that really excited me was the very much student focus uh, of the conference. And certainly students are welcome at all conferences, the American Shore and Beach Preservation Conference, you know, but that that more specific focus on students um, at the very beginning of their careers is something that attracted me to the conference as a, as somebody who would be supporting his students uh, attending. Um, and I, I think that's, that's one of the things um, also about this conference and Ryan, you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that generally um, costs are, are kept pretty low and uh, in order to facilitate uh, participation. Is that, is that correct? Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and like, I think that's really one of the hallmarks of, of the conference. And I mean, it really wouldn't be uh, possible without like a, a lot of volunteering and a lot of buy-in uh, from a lot of the sponsors. And by the way, the sponsors, right, who uh, sort of uh, help fund a lot of the heavy burden so we can make the conference very inexpensive, send their early career uh, employees to, and then we get to engage with them. Um, and on a little side note, um, you know, I got to establish really good relationships with, um, you know, not to cherry pick a few companies, but like Nortec um, and RBR. And now moving into the professor role, it's really nice having those contacts um, and, and having, you know, a really good relationship with these kinds of companies. So it kind of came full circle for me. Um, but yeah, the, the hallmark 
is the low cost aspect of the conference because number one for for faculty like you john right uh it's really a no-brainer to send your student but it also allows for um you know uh, uh, places that and institutions and maybe a, a faculty who don't have like a lot of uh, funding to send their students to con- massive conferences uh, it still gives those students an opportunity to um, uh, present their work to their peers um, and so like when I sent an email out this this past uh, last month to all the faculty at UNCW which is about an hour and a half north of where the conference will be held um, I just got massive reply because everybody said oh absolutely it's two hundred and fifty dollars for room and board and conference registration fees I mean, it's a no-brainer. So, yeah, yeah. So that so that's great. You mentioned the the interaction, uh, particularly with some of the companies that were represented at the at the conference. Um, you know, Jeremy, did you did you have a, a similar experience in terms of um, interactions with companies, or were the interactions with the students, or or even professors that were there? What do you, what did you find the most valuable? Yeah. So one of the nights during the conference in twenty nineteen. Um, it actually happened at uh, Oregon State's Wave uh, Research Facility, um, and we got to see all of the different Wave tanks, you know, in operation, which was really cool. But then right after that, there was a sort of really nice. It was like a really nice catered dinner with uh, different companies and research institutes. Like I think I'm gonna botch the name, but it was like Pacific Northwest National Labs was there and actually a former employer of mine, Moffat Nickel, which is a coastal engineering consulting uh, firm was there. So I got to chat with some, some old colleagues, which is really cool. Um, yeah, it was kind of that networking session. They also brought in a lot of the faculty from Oregon state, which has a big coastal program, actually like several coastal programs. So we got to chat with faculty and other students and, you know, uh, people in the field, both in sort of private consulting side, but also if you wanted to continue kind of more as a research focused position, um, really cool. And I think the most valuable thing for me was really just gaining the sort of connections across the, across the country. It's actually what kind of got me really interested in students and new professionals as this idea of trying to create more of a sort of network amongst young people in the field. Um, and now I'm, you know, frequently chat with folks from North Carolina to Florida to New Jersey about, uh, S and P things. So it was definitely valuable. Yeah. It's kind of interesting that you, that you brought that up and, you know, that's certainly something that's that, that emphasis on connections, uh, with the younger students and, and new professionals that, you know, something that's a shared objective of both the ASBPA student and new professionals chapter, but also the the YC YC Seca um, conferences. That's 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 a very good point, very valid point. Um, so Ryan, as as somebody who has both attended um, numerous times as as a student, and now um, you know, and now as a professor, uh, potentially sending your own students there, um, you know, what is what what do you you know, what do you see as the real value in terms of these, these types of, it's not to just be YC SECA, but, you know, conference presentations, um, you know, in terms of what the students can get out of it? Um, so that's actually probably my favorite part about the conference is the fact that um, it's, it's entirely run by the students once we get there. 
um, the faculty uh, now being on the other side is kind of interesting, um, you know, because I always look forward to going there and talking to everyone and hanging out with all the students, but sort of being in the faculty role now um, and, and looking back on the previous conferences, the faculty just sat in the back corner and, and, and the students convened the sessions, they introduced the speakers, um, you know, they keep track of uh, the time of all the, the presentations and, and field the questions. And, and honestly, the whole conference is like really built around networking, professional development, um, and sort of learning the professional skills that you're actually going to need to use in, in the real world. When you go to a big conference as a professional, whether you're in faculty or some sort of uh, industry or uh, uh, government role, um, at some point you're likely to be convening sessions and introducing speakers, and that can be really intimidating for some people. Um, and so the fact that you get to kind of like lead this uh, uh, or have this role uh, as a student at the conference, just from the professional development perspective, I think is really unique. Now, in addition to that, um, uh, I'll say, I'll just tell sort of an anecdote um, of the professional development activities, which we try to include into the conference every year, some sort of uh, professional development stuff. And one year, uh, there was a guy who gave uh, just a, a talk just about professional development. Um, and uh, uh, the one thing that stuck with me more than anything else, um, after he said it for some reason, was he asked everyone, you know, you know, just give a number. How many people do you think are in your professional network? And we're all graduate students and you don't really, oh, I have a few people I know in the professional world, this and that. And then he said, look, just look around. The, all of these people, you've spent the last three days with them, every day, all day, all night, breakfast, lunch, dinner. They're your part of your professional network. And their networks are your network now. And and honestly, like that's that's not been truer. Like I uh, 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 Megan Wingrove, um, I think uh, Jeremy mentioned her earlier. Her and I met at, at one of the conferences one of these years and, and now keep in touch frequently. And we're doing uh, Zoom paper writing sessions during the COVID lockdown. Um, and, and I've met a lot of my good professional colleagues through YCSECA because it is a sort of non-intimidating environment that you all go and hang out together instead of like a big conference where everyone's trying to figure out where are we going to dinner and which session are you going to? And, Oh, but I, I've got to go check this out. And it, so it, it's, I think the, the camaraderie after the three days of the conference for me is something that I will certainly miss on the faculty side, but it's more rewarding, I think, to watch other students kind of go through that process. Well, that, that, that's amazing. I, I, I didn't, I don't know that I realized the extent to which the students actually ran uh, the conference so that that's just amazing to hear just thinking about being involved in planning conferences you know as a professor on the you know the professional side of it and all that goes into it um the fact that the students are able to pull off such a successful event um just makes me even more impressed uh, by the event and even more likely i guess to send my students to um this in future uh future events so um you know jeremy uh, we heard Ryan talk a lot about the the contacts and how it's 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 been a really important in terms of his professional career b getting started. Um, you know, obviously you're in a different, slightly different um, industry, right? On uh, than where Ryan is. Um, did you do you similarly find the value in in the uh, contacts that you've made at the conference? Yeah. So one of my roles um, as a coastal engineer at the California Coastal Commission 
is to be sort of a, a liaison between the scientific community and policy and decision makers. So I'm often kind of consulting decision makers and uh, people who are working on permits and whatnot, kind of what the state of the science is. And I mean, I can't think of a better <laughs> sort of resource than like when I went to YCSEC and being able to kind of meet all of these people who are going to be, you know, future professors and, you know, kind of on the front end of a lot of research in our field um, and getting to kind of, you know, one, just hear where, like, about their research, but then also get to talk to them in a sort of really non, I just speaking to kind of what Ryan was talking about, the, the, the kind of environment that you're in as a graduate student amongst other graduate students, it's just really not intimidating. It's kind of one where you can really develop sort of deeper professional relationships than I think you can at other big conferences. Um, so being able to have those relationships where I can just, you know, now I'm, for example, you know, interested in this one piece of research about identifying dune crests. Like I could message to someone I met at YCSEC about their research they're doing in North Carolina and see if that can be applied to such kind of the work that's been going on here in California. Um, yeah, kind of developing the sort of contacts and, you know, if, if they don't, if they're maybe not the expert in what I'm asking, being able to have them as a contact, be like, hey, do you know anyone who's working on this? And just that sort of amplification of personal networks of, you know, they might know a person who knows a person. Yeah, they, I, I think that's, to me, that's one of the most important parts of just conferences in general, but um, certainly a conference like this that is so student focused. Um, those those contacts that you make, uh, oftentimes you find yourself, um, you know, later in your career, reaching back to some of the first people that you've met at conferences, um, just from that shared common bond and the common experience of starting out your career. So I think that's really, again, really just an amazing thing. So I want to talk a little bit about um, this year's conference um, in particular. Uh, we're we're going to put up certainly the the link to the uh, website um, in in the in the notations about this uh, the podcast. Um, but Ryan, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, specifically this year's conference, um, where it's located, and kind of what kind of things to expect? Yeah, absolutely. So this year's conference, which was supposed to be last year's conference, uh, is going to be held um, on, on October 29th through the 31st. Um, so if you fancy spending Halloween uh, weekend at a coastal <laughs> engineering conference, uh, then this is the conference for you. I, uh, I can only imagine there will be some sort of Halloween-themed um, activities. Um, and uh, like I said, the conference itself will be held in Myrtle Beach. And uh, the registration is $250 per person, which is almost nothing. And again, just to reiterate that $250 covers the registration fee itself, uh, housing. So you pay no hotel costs at all, as well as meals. Um, so, uh, I, I don't know where, I don't even think I could spend, uh, uh, $250 on, uh, uh, housing and meals anywhere. Right. So, um, and the, the resort itself is called, I believe a Vista. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Um, it's a uh, nice hotel that sits right on the beach. Um, so it's kind of a perfect place to have a coastal engineering conference, depending on the weather itself. I know last year we were supposed to have it in the, I think August timeframe. Uh, and we were going to eat breakfast on the beach every morning. 
I don't know how the weather will uh, cooperate with us in late October, but weather permitting, I'm sure there will be um, plenty of time to eat breakfast on the beach, and I'm sure there will be many other beach activities. Um, but aside from all of those details, I guess I should also mention um, abstract-wise, uh, uh, the abstract submission deadline as it stands now is August 1st, 2021. Um, but, uh, depending on sort of when this goes out, we may be willing to sort of, uh, migrate that backwards if there seems to be some interest. Um, so we're pretty flexible there, but uh, again, if, if the, uh, if the website link will be in the show notes, then I guess if, if you go check our website, whatever abstract deadline submission is on the website, that will be the one that is most up to date. Yeah, well, for us in the Northeast, anywhere anywhere south in October is 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 sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and and uh, uh, water temperature wise, I'm sure anywhere on the East Coast uh, sounds good. Yeah, uh, compared to somebody on the West Coast, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I don't know much about water temperature uh, in South Carolina at that time frame, or air temperature for that matter. So, uh, but. If we can't eat breakfast on the beach, we will eat breakfast at a place with windows where you can see the beach, I imagine. Um, and a window I just wanted to make about this year's conference, which is a little bit different than previous years, is that um, if you go on our website and just peruse through the previous conferences, um, they've all been held at universities or sort of university affiliated like research centers, which is great. Um, and uh, it provides a nice place for you know housing and dorms or nearby hotels uh, and then on-campus sort of conference areas. Um, but what we wanted to do this year was to kind of just not host it at the university and turn it a little bit more into like a destination uh, style conference. Um, and so this year being in, in uh, the USA, um, I guess Myrtle Beach seemed like a really nice location. And not to jump the gun, but um, I'm definitely vying for a place like uh, Cozumel or Cancun when it's back in Mexico again in the future. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds great. I can, you know, the 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 ASBPA conference was in Myrtle Beach. Uh, I think the last time it was held in person, if I'm remembering correctly. But yeah, and that would have been that would have been in October. And I can, I personally did not go out and surf, but a lot of my students that came to that conference did go out and surf. Now again, we're all northeasterners, so uh, yeah, we'll take anything at that point. Um, but uh, the water temp was fine for them, and I have to say that and Myrtle Beach was a. Uh, you know, it was a great um, place to, to have a conference. So, um, you know, good job on, on picking that one out. It's definitely a, a, a nice place to hit up. Um, is there anything uh, you mentioned that this, this conference was supposed to be happening last year uh, and it got postponed to this year? Is there anything unique about the conference related to, you know, COVID impacts or anything like that? Or is it pretty much just, you know, your standard, you know, full go type conference? Yeah, I, I think uh, the, the sort of decision was made more or less to, to just stick to uh, a fully in-person conference. Um, there were discussions about whether we should do remote, um, you know, or, or uh, recorded presentations or just have a live stream or, or this kind of thing. Um, but we kind of came back to the whole idea of what is the main purpose and mission of the conference and what provides the most value from this conference in particular. Uh, and I think we've pretty much covered it pretty well, which is that the networking, 
uh, and the sort of camaraderie uh, that the students get with each other, that's really the main goal. Uh, I mean, presenting your work is nice. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a secondary thing, you know, maybe you, you learn what your peers are doing and then you find a couple others who are doing something similar and then you email each other after the conference. But, but all in all the networking aspect, we just, it, it's really a tough thing um, remotely. So I think it's just going to be a normal uh, fingers crossed <laughs> conference. Yeah. I think that's the thing that's, that's been tough this past year. Um, even just speaking for myself, um, you know, having attended multiple conferences in the past year, missing that, that networking capability, um, you know, I think is, uh, it's been the real, uh, thing that's missing, um, from these conferences. So I think that's a great idea you know, given the purpose of, uh, of the conference to hold it in person. I think that, yeah, you'd, you'd be missing out on, on too much if you, if you decided to try to do it by zoom or something like that. Ryan, are you doing lightning talks this year? I, how were they? <laughs> if I can put you on the spot, because that was the only conference in 2019 that I missed. And that was the only one that held the lightning talks. Yeah, I really liked the lightning talks. It was just a, it was a good way for, for folks who maybe didn't have enough of their research to, to talk about, you know, for a full presentation or a good exercise for maybe folks who, you know, need to get better at being more kind of to the point with their, uh, presentation and communication skills. I think it was a really cool. So just for those who don't know, like lightning talks, I think it was like you get one minute. No, it couldn't have been one minute. It was some three minutes. Yeah. Three minutes, three minutes to talk about basically, you know, a component of the research that you're doing or some sort of finding. And it was a really good way to just kind of see a lot of different topics and get a lot of people speaking um, in a short amount of time. Did you give a lightning talk? I did. Yes, I did. Okay. It was a very good exercise for me. Did you enjoy the experience? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it was good. Um, you know, you really kind of have to train and, and really learn how to be concise about what you're, what you're presenting on and getting to the point and the sort of, so what questions rather quickly, um, and focusing on like really good visual, uh, you know, animations and, learning how to be as effective. I think you can only get one slide, but you could do animations. Um, but yeah, it was great. Well then, um, I will take that to the committee. <laughs> I think that's the best <laughs> I can say there. Yeah. I think that's, it's actually, I've, I've, I've had the opportunity to do, uh, one presentation like that. And it certainly, um, makes you collect your thoughts, um, and be very targeted in what you say. And I think, um, you know, those types of, uh, environments are, are things that you encounter, you know, all the time in life. So, so I think it's a great skill to have. And if the students can, if you can get students doing it early, um, that, that's great. I mean, it's the whole, it's, it's, it's similar to the elevator talk in, in the business world, right? You send the elevator with somebody and you, you've got 30 seconds to, you know, convince them that your idea is the best idea in the world, or, you know, you get a minute with a project manager from NSF or something like that. And you got, you have to convince them that your research is the best thing. So you never know when that type of opportunity is going to come up. So I think it's a really, really interesting, it's a really good skill to have. And if you can find a way to work that in, that's, that, that's awesome. That's great. So um, I think, you know, let's, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, what is, do you have any idea about what the, the future of the conference is? Have you talked at all about that with the organizing committee? Um, I mean, there's been, 
discussions of should it be every year, every other year, and then every year somebody, uh, you know, sort of kind of steps up to the plate and says, look, I, I, we would love to host the conference. Um, and so just as far as how often it would be hosted uh, in the future, it, it, as far as I know, it, it looks like it's, uh, you know, going to be pretty much a yearly thing. Um, but other than that, I, I don't really know if there's too much in the way of uh, uh, future development goals. It's let's, I'm, I'm trying to dance around the fact that it's sort of a, a small shop operation, let's say. Right? <laughs> and so, so there's not, it's, there's not a, a pretty, you know, large steering committee that spends an entire year planning all these different aspects and so on and so forth. I mean, there's some planning that goes into it, but it's, it's not a major operation. Um, and so, uh, uh, I, yeah, that's, that's the long answer. The short answer is no, not much, uh, future, uh, information. So you mentioned that you'd like to see it in, in, in Mexico at some point. Is that, uh, are there discussion about future locations? Have, have those, are those happening or is that just kind of, uh, again, on a, on a, you know, let's get through this one and then find out who's, who's willing to do it next kind of thing. I think it's closer to the latter than the former. Cool. Cool. So, so, so Jeremy, where, where would you like to see why Sega head next? Why see Sega head next? Well, I really like the idea of uh, going somewhere outside of uh, the United States. So uh, Chile, that would be really cool or Mexico or yeah. <laughs> I, they all sound great. Even Canada, I'd be, you know, not to diss Canada, but it'd be nice to go see some stuff. There's a lot of cool stuff going on up there too. Um, maybe not in the winter. I, my California boy, uh, I don't know if I could handle, I could barely probably handle a, a Southeastern winter, let alone a Canadian winter. But um, yeah. And, and, you know, we should bring it to California soon too, because it's also a great place to, to be. Yeah, so here's a question. So I think both of you had mentioned, um, you know, when, when the when the conference has been hosted in certain areas, like at Oregon State, with the access to the um, the, the wave facility there, um, is that type of uh, an event um, typically something that the, that looks to be done uh, at these types of conferences, this type of a field trip or um, something something like that? Yes, in the uh, uh, prior years, um, for the most part, uh, the, the sort of field trip or lab trip, uh, tour of the lab facilities sort of thing has been a pretty integral part of the conference because it's small enough. Um, and one thing I probably should have mentioned earlier, I guess, just in the historical context of things, um, this being the seventh, seventh conference coming up, uh, uh, aside from the first year, which, um, uh, was the biggest one with 80 attendees. Um, in general, it's, it's somewhere between 45 to 65 uh, student and uh, early career professional attendees. So with such a small number, um, you know, the logistics are still a little bit tough, uh, uh, you know, getting, you know, outside of say the university area. Um, but we've done uh, at Dauphin Island, actually that might've been my favorite one at Dauphin Island uh, because of the, uh, just the, plethora of coastal dynamics and coastal engineering and policy and societal issues uh, uh, faced by Dauphin Island and the surrounding uh, areas. So getting sort of just like a firsthand tour by the students, by the way, led the tour um, uh, of that, that uh, island was uh, for me really cool. We just got to walk up and down the beach 
we actually got to watch the 2017 solar eclipse uh, by while floating in the Gulf of Mexico. Um, in Mexico, in 2018, uh, we oh that's right we went to uh, Uxmal I think is what it's how it's pronounced. It's a, a, a some Mayan ruins. There's like these just massive pyramids. Um, so we we all went out to see the Mayan ruins one day. Uh, another day we went out to um, uh, the Yucatan coast where they have a, a small university sort of campus there in uh, Cizal, Mexico. Uh, and and not only like did we just go to the beach, but um, I was an attendee then. There was like lots of activities. I think actually one of my favorite ones, um, all the videos are on YouTube, um, on our YC Seca YouTube channel. Um, we were split up into teams of, I think, four or five students. Uh, and we were each given a tablet and we had to record, come up with a script and an animation for a stop motion uh, video. Uh, and I think we were given an hour to come up with a script and record it. Uh, and the, the goal was to tell this, tell a story with a stop motion, uh, video, um, of the five people in our group's research all together. Uh, so that really forced us to kind of really understand the other person's research and how it sort of relates to ours. So she studies coastal aquifers and I study, you know, small scale sediment transport, but how are those, you know, uh, related? So having those discussions with your peers, I think was really cool. And then lastly, we went to the beach afterwards in, in Mexico and uh, that was nice too. So yeah, it's, it's usually a, a pretty uh, integral part of the experience, I think. Jeremy, did you have any uh, experience like that, or in terms of just cool activities during the conference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so like I mentioned, we got a tour of the uh, the Wave Research Lab at Oregon State, um, and get got to see sort of they have a long wave flume there. Then they have a sort of big wave basin, um, and then they have smaller sort of wave tanks that they do other kinds of experiments on and getting tours of how all those work you got to see you know waves being produced in all of them um we actually had our dune experiment was still kind of going on actually in the, in the long wave flume so we got to kind of tell people how that was going as it was going um and then like i said going out to the marine science center and just getting a tour of how they designed this facility to be as sort of tsunami resistant as possible. Um, it was fascinating um, to kind of hear all the components that went into their analysis and design. Like they have this part of the sort of architecture of the new facility they're building there is going to have this huge ramp um, that people are, it's going to be used as kind of like a, a lounging park space. But then in the case of a tsunami, because in Oregon, they, the idea is that a big event there would have very little sort of time to evacuate. So people would evacuate up this ramp. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. I think that's really cool that, you know, bo both of you referenced kind of bringing that local, um, that local aspect into it. So you're finding out not just about, you know, research related to coastal, uh, coastal process coastal engineering, but, you know, here's you know, on the ground, this is what that looks like. And, to hear that from the student's perspective, I think is, is, is really a great, a, a great thing. I think, you know, certainly there's an opportunity to do that in, in Myrtle beach in South Carolina. They certainly have been impacted by their share of storms over the years. 
Um, you know, I think if anybody has not checked out the uh, website for YC Seca, um, I encourage you to because uh, some of the the things that Ryan was just describing, um, you know, I happened to look at the website before, and there's some amazing pictures. Um, and as far as I could tell, everybody is smiling in every single picture, and it's uh, the pictures from the eclipse were actually really cool. So definitely check it out. It's, it's more than just a conference. You get to do a lot of uh, interesting sort of unique things that you don't get to do at other conferences. Um, so I wanted to, uh, I wanted to actually give uh, both of you a chance to kind of sell the conference. I, want, I wanted to give you like, hey, here's your, here's your elevator pitch. Here's your uh, lightning talk. Um, I wanted you to give me all the great things about YC Second, why everybody should attend. So I guess I'll start with Ryan since you're on the organizing committee. Well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna finish with Ryan. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let Jeremy go first, and I'll let Ryan bring it home with with, with the with the greatness of uh, of this coming this year's coming conference. Yeah, sure. So uh, I mean, I I hope I've done a good job at explaining how valuable it was for me to go to to YC Second. Um, I think just in general, it's really important in our field to start developing your, your professional networks and your academic networks um, as early as possible and kind of making sure that we're being as sort of supportive of a field as possible for, you know, all kinds of people from all different walks of life. And I think part of that is, you know, sort of being a, a welcoming and a, uh, open person at these new sort of opportunities and, you know, ex expanding your mind, even within the sort of niche type field that we have. Uh, I think a conference like YCSEC is a really good opportunity to do that. And, you know, speaking again to sort of, this is not sort of big academic conference where there's lots of, you know, people, who have been in the industry for field for, for years and years, you know, this is definitely a place where if you're a graduate student, you will feel very welcome. It's a very fun, you know, I can emphasize how fun it is. You know, it's not kind of very dry. It's not dry at all. It's very fun. So um, yeah, I encourage everyone to go and check out students and new professionals chapter of ASPPA while they're, while they're having fun at YCSEC. All right, Ryan. Here's your chance. You're gonna double the uh, double the attendance right here. <laughs> I, I was actually um, uh, when you were suggesting that I was gonna go first, I was gonna suggest <laughs> suggest that uh, Jeremy goes first anyway. So that worked out. Um, so I, I want to just think of it from more of the perspective of. Uh, uh, an early career student who may not be in their fifth year, final year of their PhD and is extremely experienced at presenting and, and networking and going to conferences and gaining value out of conferences. Uh, I, I want to speak, I guess, more to like the, the people who this might be their first or second year in graduate school, uh, or maybe they're not going to a powerhouse uh, school in coastal science or engineering, but their work is just as, as comparable uh, for those kinds of students, to me, I think this there's there's no replacement for this kind of conference uh, because its its main focus and core uh, uh, is being a sort of non intimidating and non judgmental uh, conference. 
because a lot of students, their first conference is a big, massive, thousands or tens of thousands of people conference. And it's insanely disorienting. Um, it's intimidating. Uh, if you don't know any other peers there, uh, especially, right? And so for me, YC Seca, uh, 2014 and 15 were my first actual conferences uh, that I really attended. And then I went to a big conference like Ocean Sciences. And what I found was that I was seeing all of these people that I saw at YCSECA in 2014 and 2015. And I was able, because I spent three days with them, to just walk up to them, hey, Vanessa, you know, hey, Steve. And we would hang out and go get lunch together and, and sit, you know, at, 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 with all as a group, um, you know, during some of the, the sessions. And you're not as intimidated, um, you know, as, as you may otherwise be. And the, the beauty of that is that, as I said earlier, to bring it back full circle, your professional network is my professional network. And so what ends up happening is, oh, do you know my advisor? Oh, oh let's go out to lunch with your advisor now. And then that advisor is, is going out to lunch with some other uh, you know, person in, in uh, Naval Research Laboratory. And then next thing you know, uh, uh, you're having a discussion with the director of the such and such center. And two years later, you email them and you get a postdoc there. Um, and so I, I think the, the non-intimidating um, uh, camaraderie that that comes from YCSECA is without a doubt the the fundamental um, cornerstone of the conference and why everyone should attend. And by the way, you get lots of free gear. I wear my YCSECA shirt all the time. I still use my Dolphin Island uh, coffee mug all the time. I've got uh, YCSECA frisbee and uh, beach towel and probably many other things that I wear all the time. Yeah, second that. <laughs> What was the swag at the 2019 conference? Yeah, we got really cool shirts, um, cups, stickers, uh, bag, I think. Yeah, great swag. Oh, stickers. Yeah, I'm looking at a Young Coastal Scientists and Engineers Conference sticker on my printer right now. So I, I, I'm loaded with that stuff. So yeah. So when you're at the conference, come see Ryan and Ryan will give you more stickers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, one of the things that I just want to come back to here is that, um, you know, we're in episode three now of Going Coastal. And um, one of the themes which has come up in every episode that we've recorded is this concept of networking, communicating, networking, maintaining those networks and how important they are long term for your career, no matter what, you know, no matter what path your career might take. So um, I will definitely second and third everything that jeremy and ryan mentioned with respect to conferences in particular and in specifically the yc seca conference um you know the ability to interact with your peers um that are just starting out is uh is really really important um as you move forward so i will i, I will i will commit to ryan now that i will be sending uh students to uh yc seca uh, he's sold me, so uh, you can count two more on your on your uh, your enrollment there. Um, I think at this point, um, I'm just going to thank uh, Ryan and Jeremy for uh, joining us. This was a uh, this was an interesting episode to get recorded, um, but Ryan and Jeremy did a great job of uh, describing uh, YCSEC and laying it out for everybody. Um, why it's such a great conference and uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm very hopeful that uh, through today's uh, episode of this podcast that um, more people will uh, will decide to submit an abstract uh, and attend the conference. Um, and again, as, as Jeremy said, invite everybody also to check out the American Shore and Beach Preservation Association Student and New Professionals chapter. Again, the goals are very much similar to the goals and objectives of the YC SECA. So it's all about networking, developing those relationships, and uh, encourage everybody to do that. Uh, and thanks again, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next time on the next episode of Going Coastal. Mm-hmm.